Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah. Donovan goes in the post to go bear. Five on the clock. Donovan goes in the post to Gobert. Five on the clock. Rudy spins baseline. Too far underneath. Swings it back out. One on the clock. Bogdanovich from the mountain logo. It's good. And high steps back the other way. Boyan Bogdanovich has got 20. Donovan drives. Excuse me. Conley drives. Kicks to Donovan. Corner three. Good. 73-43. Jazz by 30. Couple blots this weekend for the Jazz PK. They got beat pretty soundly in LA on Friday, and then they just thrashed Sacramento on Saturday. Two and one heading Phoenix tonight. You were talking on TV last night. Forget the numbers, forget the record. Look at the body language. Confidence. Well, Mitchell for sure, yeah. What are you seeing in him? Just that, man. Confidence. Like he's gonna light it up. Like this yeah, is going to be a like, massive yeah, I, I got year. this, man. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm at the top of my game. It's only my third year, but you know, three years. You have to forget that he's only 23 because these kids come out much younger. Well, he stayed two years, obviously, in college, but just his body language and the way he's holding himself and he's not having these just dreadful shooting nights and trying to do stuff stuff that you know has low percentage to succeed. Seems like he's at the top of his game, and it's fun to watch. If you're a jazz fan, you're ecstatic for sure. A guy like me who just enjoys great play, I'm enjoying it a lot. Watch him play, and I expect it to continue. Shooting 58% and 50% from the three point line. Yeah. Is, is he going to keep making shots at that rate? You wouldn't think so because people don't normally do that, but. All jazz fans look at him and go, hey, feel free to be the outlier there, big guy. It's a combination of him being more developed in his game, putting in the time, and then having more spacing with better offensive options. The most he's ever had, obviously. You throw that all together, and certainly he's off to a terrific start. Phoenix tonight, 8 o'clock. AT&T Sportsnet, 7 o'clock here on The Zone. The Jazz and the Suns, and they're actually off to a really nice start here. Suns, yeah. I mean, they had the big blow with uh, Aiton going down, but they have Baines, the Australian guy. They picked up Kaminsky in the offseason, and obviously they're very young at other places. Uh, Rubio uh, did not play. They beat the Clippers at home Saturday night. Friday night, they were in Denver, and I was flicking around with my free NBA TV, and Rubio gets fouled with about uh, two seconds to go in regulation or down three. He makes all three. And then they lost by one. And they had like three or four guys foul out. I mean, it was outrageous the number of guys they had foul out. So they're literally one bucket away from being three and zero. These aren't the sons you remember. But as you point out, they brought in some new guys too. So they literally aren't the guys in a lot of cases who were the sons last year. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. That's what you know makes us so great. You know that we have guys around us who can score the basketball as well. So we aggressive, and the defense has to pick their poison. You know they're going to stop us or help, and you know we find the right guy. Anthony Davis talking about the tandem he and LeBron James have formed in L.A. Lakers roll again, big fourth quarter, and they blow away Charlotte, one twenty to one hundred one. It was actually a, a tight game at halftime. They opened up a little lead in the third quarter and a big lead in the fourth. 
And they pick up back-to-back wins this weekend, taking down the Jazz and the Hornets. Davis with 29 points in that game. Anybody else uh, amaze you in this? You see Jay Crowder with his overtime game winner. Former Jazz man getting Memphis a win. Uh, yeah, he got the ball. It's one of those deals where you have to shoot it. I've said that a million times. I think you become much better of a hitter or a shooter. I was going to say hit and run in baseball. You got a swing. It takes the uh, guessing out of it. So he let it fly and it went in. It was good to see them celebrating Crowder, former Jazz guy, obviously. The Warriors getting smoked yeah. Oklahoma City. Tell me what you think of gun control now, Steve. Draymond Green, we bleep and suck. That's been his post-game quote after uh, both games. It was a 28-point loss to the Thunder. Got nothing to say on China. He's got nothing to say on his team sucking. The Come bla- on, Steve. Go to coaching. The Blazers and the Mavericks trading hoops down the stretch. Damian Lillard, the winning layup with 27 seconds left. Blazers win at 121-119. He had the big hoop. C.J. McCollum had 35. Portland gets the win over Dallas. Porzingis was big down the stretch for Dallas. Six points late in that game. Way to go, Porzingis. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Another triple-double. They beat the Pelicans 126-123. We're going back Saturday? Yes. Okay. He's past Magic Johnson with the second most triple-doubles in NBA history. Oscar Robertson, and then Russell Westbrook. You care about stuff like that, huh? DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. Beat them on defense. Going deep. It's caught. It's touchdown. It's Brian Thompson. His third touchdown. That one measures 40 yards in the playbook. Wide open. The six-foot-two sophomore, 205 pounds. This is straight-out speed. The double move, the drag slant, but he keeps it skinny and just picks it with his fingernails, man, right out of the air. That's an all-hands catch right there. Concentration, speed coming together to produce points. The Utes blowing out Cal. They went three and out on the first possession and then scored touchdowns the next five times they had the ball, and that thing was over early. Concentration and speed coming together. How about you're a receiver and you caught the ball? <laughs> Spencer Tillman likes to be <laughs> it's pretty deep. He yeah. runs the post, but he keeps it skinny. No, it drags slant. Come on. Ah, oh, whatever. Fourth and one, and you're playing a team you're expected to dominate, and you were dominating. So he chucked the ball up, and then the kid caught it, and he ran into the end zone. How about that? Zach Moss ran for 115 yards and a couple TDs. How about him putting on the brakes on that last TD and letting that defender just whiff? He got a flyby. I don't remember it. And changed directions <laughs> and scored. And I, now that, the Utes. That last TD, I had long since given up paying <laughs> attention, and I was at the game. The Utes are now ranked ninth. They cracked the top ten. Put that out there in the fourth quarter. There's no doubt about it. And a lot of Cougar fans and... You fans going at each other. I don't understand that, but it <laughs> keeps, gonna... me, uh, keeps me employed. So I well, think you knew they are they... a top 10 team. You you oh. knew at that point, didn't you? you know, top 10 because didn't you already know that Wisconsin oh, I, I and Notre Dame had lost? I don't pay attention to the rankings. So, no, I didn't know where Wisconsin mm. and Notre Dame. That's you, you do that stuff. I don't. I go on feel, emotion, and passion. and So, no. They I, passed Oklahoma, too. I 
And I, Oregon is seventh. I couldn't have told you where any of those teams were ranked, to be honest. I don't really pay attention to that. I just look at it and see what I see, feel what I feel, and I felt like they're a top ten team. So I wasn't – I go on emotion. You go on mathematics. Well, they are number nine now as they head to Washington to play I the mean, Huskies. Even if they were number 11, in my You'd mind. You'd still be having top ten. They're, they're, they're a top ten team. So that's what I saw. You know, this is what I got I, when I tweeted it out that they're a top ten team. Simple as that. PK is another BYU fanboy with credentials. It makes me sick. He attacks Utah whenever he can to make BYU look good. Hold on. You're attacking them by saying they're a top ten team? Mm-hmm. Okay. Look at last week. He picked on one bad fan so it would hype up BYU fans. Thank you for keeping me employed. I am. I am a BYU fanboy. I have been one all my life. I mean, it makes sense. You look at my my history. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. First and goal from the one. Pitch to the outside, into the end zone, walking, standing, easy touchdown for number four, Remsburg, who is the motion man coming to the near side, takes the pitch, rolls into the end zone. Air Force is up 13-0 with an extra point still to come. It's third and eight. Running the pitch to the outside to the five, into the end zone, touchdown. Hammond pitched, and into the end zone goes Remsburg, and Air Force gets their touchdown. Pretty anticlimactic on that play, too. Air Force. Running away from Utah State, an easy 31-7 win for the Falcons as they run all over the Aggies, literally 448 yards of rushing. That was a beating, PK. Yeah, it really was, man. Two early turnovers kept the Aggies in the game. It could have been been worse earlier. They got a couple early fumbles, but they weren't forcing punts. Aggies are now 4-3, and three, and they come home to face BYU this week. The Cougars coming off a bye week. High stakes for both these teams now. 4-3 and three Utah State, 3-4 and four BYU. What are the stakes? Well, for BYU, they're going into the soft part of their schedule. If they get this win, seven wins is in the bag, eight wins is possible. What a roller coaster that would be if they get it. But so if they lose 3-5. and five, Toledo and South Florida win the soft part? We thought it was at the time, but not so much. No, this is the softest part, though. UMass and Idaho State. Yeah, but they're not there yet. Well, but see, if they get this, they'd be going into the soft part of their schedule, four and four. Well, if they don't get it, they'll still be going in there. I mean, they've got how many? How many wins they got now? Three. They so got six in the bag. It's a, it's a big game. I don't know that that's high stakes. DJ and PK. It's a fun game for sure. Hashtag college football. Snap back on fourth and three. Tosses it. Touchdown! Touchdown, Washington State! It's Brandon Arcanado! A five-yard score! And it's an extra point to take the lead. Snap good. Placement good. Kick is up on the way. It's gone! Cameron Lewis, the freshman, says give me a chance to show you what I can do. For you, and he just beat the Cougars. Two lead changes right at the end there. Washington State and Oregon. That was Washington State scoring a go-ahead touchdown on fourth down with a minute left, and then Oregon in that final minute goes length of the field and kicks the field goal as time runs out. Crazy game back and forth. It was entertaining. Does it tell you anything more about Oregon? They're gonna have to be better than that to beat USC this week. 
You know, these games have a individual flavor to them, so... One doesn't mean anything to the it, next it, week. It could. You know, it's, you know, when you're dealing with college kids, you're just not sure. Uh, Washington State, as Leach said afterward, and if you look at their schedule, it does appear to be true. This was the best game that they played. That was in Eugene. I, I think that uh, this Saturday, by the time we go to bed Saturday night, we're going to know where everybody stands. We're going to know who the winners of each division are, and I'm pretty sure Oregon's going to win the division regardless win or lose, but particularly in the South, I think we'll know. Well, these are the biggest tests for the Utes and the Trojans here. I mean, their, their odds of winning all the remaining games are, are pretty good. Yes. I mean, you don't know. Anyone can lay an egg at any time, but, man, on paper, it looks like they both ought to win out if they can get the win this weekend, and either one of them could lose this weekend. Well, conference games, uh, SC has Notre Dame at the end. Right. UCLA beating Arizona State 42-32 and uh, Arizona State with three fourth-quarter touchdowns to tighten that up and make it a 10-point game. Is UCLA figuring something out there? Has ASU had something go wrong? What are your sources inside the Devil program thing? I haven't spoken to anybody, but this is really who they are. They were picked to go 6-6. So... This is really, when you think about it, this is who they are for 30, 40 years. They're in November trying to find a way to get bowl eligible. Really hasn't changed. I mean, Herm can have all the, the fun talk that he wants. All the awesome quotes. But, you know, he's 12 and 9 in conference. and At least the good thing about it is I don't have to hear, well, they've gotten, uh, no, all their losses were close. No, you got, you got stomped. There's just you got embarrassed. You were run over. You were the game was never competitive. Your your first series of the game, first series of the game, before they even ran a play, or maybe they ran one play. You had two offsides. The end of the first half, you punt from the 37, when it was clear you weren't stopping the guys. In the first play, then of course it goes in the 20. In the first play, they gain 15 yards. They're like two yards away from where if you would have gone for it. And Jim Kelly's going for it on fourth down because what's he got to lose? So they need to reevaluate. I just wish people at the U wouldn't say to me every time they lose, what happened to ASU? How come nobody says it when they win? Because they don't root for ASU. <laughs> They're against ASU. So, one, so they bring it up when they lose. One Utah staffer said, what happened to ASU? I said, they got their ass kicked. Like, what do you think that happened? <laughs> you watch any of that? Jeez. <laughs> I mean, what do you think what happened? Look at the score. But the funny thing is if you lose to Washington. Crickets. Uh, no, no, no. Oh. The, you really, really need to root for the team that you hate. The Devils. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's <laughs> SC's got those back-to-back road games, yeah. including the Devils. Yeah. So the team that you hate, you may need them to help you. We'll see what happens in a few weeks. One guy says to me, man, another Utah staffer says, I sure hope they win next week. I said, well, I guarantee you they're not going to lose. He said, yeah? He said, why? I said, because they got to buy. They don't play SC next week? I said, no. That's two weeks, three weeks. SC plays Oregon this week. <laughs> Arizona firing their defensive coordinator. They're still looming out there on the youth schedule. Marcel Yates They're is not looming. Out. <laughs> Chuck Cecil is in. Cecil's a former, uh, former Wildcat. Wildcat star, is defensive back. He's All-American there. He's been a defensive analyst, so he's been in the building, but now he'll be coaching, not just looking and at tape. Yates was the guy they brought over from Boise, Rich Rod did, when he cleaned house a few years ago. 
And now he's out. Mm-hmm. All right, there's your college football, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Here's an inside handoff. They break second level. Tevin Coleman looks like he's gone for the hat trick. His third touchdown of the first half. Touchdown, San Francisco. Untouched, Tevin Coleman. Rodgers alone in the gun. Jones motion, snap to Rodgers. Quick toss, Jones. Gets a block, cuts it back. 40, 45, 50. He's off to the races. Down the left sidelines. To the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Aaron Jones. Oh, what a play. What a play by the Green Bay Packers. 67 yards. Highlights from Sunday's game right there. Coleman with four touchdowns for the Niners. Ran for three, caught a pass for the fourth. And the Niners just blow out the Carolina Panthers. Hanging 50 on them. And you also heard from the Sunday night game there, the Packers with a big play. It was a good game with Kansas City. Packers end up getting the win, 31-24. And Patrick Mahomes sits. Still a good game. He stood, actually, if you watch the game. He didn't play. He was standing up most of the time. I mean, they showed him after every single play. Niners are undefeated. Patriots are undefeated. The Browns turned it over on three straight plays in the first quarter to get themselves blown out early. That was outstanding. You don't see the shovel pass intercepted very often, but sure enough, the Browns pulled it off. Drew Brees is back with the Saints defense. I don't know that it really mattered. 31-9 route of Arizona. He threw three touchdown passes, but they were, with that defense, they were going to win. Uh, who caught one? Who caught one? Who caught one? The know. former <laughs> Cougar, Taysom Hill. Not Taysom, the best catch. Taysom Hill, I like it. Thank he you. caught a pass. Not the best touchdown catch by a Cougar. Jamal Williams laying out in the back of the end zone in the Packer game. That was a good catch. You buying Seattle? Six for sale? Six and two. The Falcons. Sitting there starting quarterback Matt Ryan. Oh, okay, he was standing, but he's in street clothes. And the Seahawks went in there and built a huge lead, and 27-20 was a little misleading. And they gave 24-0 in that game. Yeah, I'm buying them. 6-2, chasing the Niners, who were 7-0. The Texans, back and forth game with the Raiders, and the Texans win on a crazy play. You don't see a quarterback kicked in the eye right before he throws the game-winning touchdown pass very often. But Deshaun Watson getting sacked, his head was down low, and the defender's on his back trying to drag him to the ground. His foot comes up and goes right through the face mask. Mm. He throws the winning touchdown pass, and J.J. Watt out for the year. He tweeted out that he's all done. Season-ending pectoral injury. Yo, pecs. Yep. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Now delivers. And that ball's hit well. Left field, high and deep. That's got a chance. Gone! Carlos Correa with a two-run shot. Gives the Astros the four-to-nothing lead. Now the 3-1. And Springer hits it in the air, deep to left field. And you can kiss it goodbye. A two-run home run for George Springer. And a 7-1 lead for the Astros. And the Astros win three in a row in Washington. They lead the World Series now 3-2. Weird that the visiting teams won every game, but that's the way it's played out. Three two-run homers, the difference in a 7-1 win. Now back to Houston to see if the Astros can win a home and close this thing out. 
little uh, little drama there before the game with Max Scherzer scratching PK. I guess he's hurt. Knew as soon as he woke up. Couldn't get out of bed. So we'll see if he feels better after uh, they got an off day here before game six. See if he can go or if Strasburg will go. When? Game six is Strasburg. Game six tomorrow. It is Strasburg. It's Strasburg. Yeah, it is. Okay. So Strasburg for game six with the season on the line. DJ and PK. What does number 82 mean to you professionally and personally? It's just crazy. It's a lot. You know, I've, I've been able to be consistent most of my career and I've put myself up there with a chance to win on a number of occasions. Uh, there's plenty of times where I didn't, but today was one of those days where I was able to pull it out and it's been a long week. Um, a five days at the top of the board is a long time and it was definitely stressful. Golf. Tiger Woods wins in Japan. He beats Hideki Matsuyama. That is a PGA Tour win for him, number 82. It ties the legendary Sam Snead. Most PGA Tour wins ever, and they're both sitting on 82 now. It was a three-stroke win for Tiger there. That was cool. It's cool that they had that rain delay. Got to watch golf Sunday night. Time zone's working in your favor. Texted a couple of friends. You watching? You better believe I am. <laughs> It's it fun. It's a, a little bit of a, I don't know, it's like reaching in your coat pocket and finding a $20 bill when you first uh, put it on for the first time this winter. You didn't expect it to happen, and it happened, so it was fun to watch. Tony Finau finished 59th in that. He was uh, three over for the tournament. All right, that's what's trending. There are the headlines. When we come back, we're going to talk with Frank Dolce, our Utah insider. Get his take on the Utes, the winning streak, and the trip to Seattle to play Washington. Frank's coming up next. Utah State coach Gary Anderson at 8.30 in advance of the game with BYU. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.